All right, with the Thunder Puppy defeated, we can now begin. I'd say, do you remember what we did last time? But you guys are technically just free to float around. I remember. Yes, I mean, you. Uh, I did. I blew up time. everything. You went on the offensive. <laughs> Burn! Leviathan Corporation. Please, please, good sir. Oh, yeah, I left that review. <laughs> the review. You left a review. You what? I'm a, I'm a dude's book. Yeah, for that budding oh. author. Oh, gotcha. that's right. I thought you were going to give, like, the, uh, <laughs> for some reason, I thought you had left, like, a Yelp review. That's what I was thinking, oh, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> on the planet that we just... Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I thought you meant for the up. company specifically. I'm like, well, you weren't a, a patron, but you left feedback for his book, yeah. This company sucks, and so does this planet. The planet was lame, but it was really pretty for my sparkly dress. It sounded pretty lame. Well, if it you was... had to rate it, like one out of five, how many stars would you have given it? Uh, two. That's Damn, bold. I, I would have only. Yeah, I probably would have done like a, you know, like a one point five. I did have a little bit of fun. It made my dress look very pretty. I got to throw people through portals. <laughs> I mean, that is pretty cool. Pretty cool. Saved some lives. Lives. Killed some others, as one does. As you do. RP. Love, love of your your portaling skill. Hell yeah! It's now one step further. Well, we'll say past that. I do believe looking at the Kabuto. Like I said, if you guys aren't sure what to spend your money on, I can just jump into the Kabuto and basically give it a little extra, as we can say those are what you have. So we have the Faraday Zoom Room. I don't know why I called it that, but that's what it's called. Uh, that is indeed finished. The Aldris Cannon, which basically just allows you to uh, channel your magics through a cannon. That's specifically for you, Mr. Aldris. And you guys have a tractor beam, which functions like a tractor beam. Hey, look, there it is. Oop, I don't know why the picture's so damn big. But anyway, those are the three things we actually have. The Faraday room is finished. If you want to name it something fancier, you're more than welcome to do so, Nara. But it is done. Uh, also, to be clear on it... I want to test it out immediately. Uh, to be clear, obviously, it doesn't completely stop everything. It just helps. So my question is, yes, what exactly are we doing with this, um, whatever the hell it's called, the device that all the people are hunting us for? Like, what are, what are we doing with it other than just holding on to it? Doesn't it have information on the. Well, because I thought you were hacking source? it to see like something. But other than that, I don't know why we're holding it. Uh, the gray aliens. Like we're giving it to the gray aliens. No, it has info on them. Oh, did we get the information? So it has info. We got some um, info. Not everything. But not everything. Oh, okay. Because so I was about to say, I'm like, a if we already got the information, like... why don't we, like, blow it up or something? Well, so a lot of it's encrypted? Yes. Right? Effectively, So a lot yes. of it's encrypted, and um, anytime we use it, like, people get immediately notified to our location. Yeah. Effectively, it has, from what you've gathered, infinite knowledge in it for a dead year within the Lesbian Corporation, which is what Nara ran from, and is somehow tied to Aldris's past. And so, so far we got we some information out of it, but not everything. And whatever you ask, whatever you want to know. It knows everything. Wait, so any of us can ask? You, I mean, yes, anyone can ask at any yeah, time. You can ask. Uh, preferably be in the room when you do so. Otherwise, it'll just instantly send a signal out. And usually so Nara... in the Faraday room. Yeah, and then Nara will do... So basically how that'll function... Uh, it'll just add more to your role, basically. We'll say it, it adds a plus two. If you have any questions, it's open to everybody. 
I'm yep. just bad at asking questions. I don't, I don't, I only get access to the answers. <laughs> How interested is Aldris in finding out what happened to his bird fam? I mean, at this point, I have an idea of that. I say, according to his, uh, his aspects, that's the main thing he's interested in. Yeah. <laughs> and ship so parts. why is that something that we're not like actively going after? Or is it just something I mean, that you're like, well, I thought the aliens would tell us more or that is, no? so that yeah, is what's uh, kind of happening here you guys can literally pursue anything you want okay but if you, if you want to uh jackknife into that you're more than welcome to do so i personally am along for the ride as long as it involves me making things i mean you can always make things yeah but it's a lot cooler if i have a reason to do it uh, but to say sure. if, I, if she I has want a reason to ask the thing a question okay well just be aware Two things. One, ha- we have to go into the Faraday room to lower the risk. And well, because we don't know where the aliens are, correct? You know right. where, where one is. One is, it's but one you do now. not know where the rest are. So it seems, I guess, to be uh, to reiterate and to be more clear from one of the prior questions, it almost seems as if this device doesn't just have information stored on it, but it's also able to gather new information. As the way it answered, what it said, they are not currently here, but they have moved to here. Which insinuates that it somehow is gathering more information. Is it sentient? Not sentient. But is it like... That's a semi-accurate word. Oh, it is sentient. Well, no, I'm not saying it is, but... It's semi-accurate. Yeah. There's something in it. Does it have any of the same elements that the power source that we use has? Is there any way to... To see if they're related at all? Uh, I will say, since you've definitely been tinkering with both of them, that is kind of what you do. Only Nara would have noticed this. Yes, there is something slightly similar. Um, whatever was primarily used to fuel the power source, which is now inside your guys' engine. There, well, we'll say there's, there's, a, there's a known unknown in there, Nara. So okay. sta- standard, if you were looking at a blueprint, it's like, this makes sense, this makes sense, what the hell is this? But you recognize right. the pattern of like, this is a very unique what the hell. That same okay. unique what the hell also exists within this data pad. I do love to find out the answer to what the hell is that. So, Oh, you said we, we know the location to one. Correct. Can we go to the one? You very much can. You guys can go anywhere you want. Do anything you want to do. I figured we should get like another mission if we're going to go there. Just like see if there's anything else we can do there just in case we can't find them. So when we ask the question for where it is mm-hmm. it sends a delay it's well like we already know where, where the one is so we wouldn't have to ask it right no right. i mean the. okay yeah so for new questions depending on how well you roll and uh like i mentioned before technically nara doesn't know how well she did uh if you see a seven it's just like you probably feel you did really well but if you roll a one you probably also feel you did pretty well too just because it's um, it's it's relatively unknown so you can role play that however you want but basically you kind of always unless you get like a negative three which should be physically impossible because you have very good stats in in general it's kind of one of those tell me what i can't do yeah so like you're gonna succeed no matter what you just don't know how much you succeeded uh okay. effectively, effectively well, i yeah, think yeah. nara's pretty confident in all things yeah yeah i, I figured that would so definitely be part of her she rolls a negative one and she's like i got this effectively yeah, yeah. bang <laughs> yeah so so we have the coordinates to the aliens-ish location, correct? Correct, yes. We know the planet he's on. You know the planet he's okay. on. Okay, I, I want to I wanna contact the other cowboy guy. I almost said Wild Billy Ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I want to contact yes. him and ask him if he has any jobs in that quadrant. 
So you reach out to Mr. Howdy McCormick, as you do, and he comes up on the large monitor. Uh, you see his face far too close to the camera, and he is just smiling, just looking directly into it. Doesn't say anything. Just looking at your writer. Hello, hello, hello again. Well, hello there, Mr. Ryder. How you doing? Oh, you know, lovely as ever. I want to know if there's uh, any jobs you have for me that are in that relative area. Well, you know, I always got something for you, Mr. Ryder. Um, anything in particular you'd be looking for? I don't know. Give me some choices. I like picking. Oh, oh give me some choices. All right, all right, my friend. Hmm, let's see here. Um, what, what you in the mood for, buddy? I mean, we got, we got, we got travel. We got bringing items to location A to B to C and D and sometimes back to A. Uh, we got shooting folk, we got helping folk, we got planting some, some, I don't even know what the hell these are, some, some sort of seeds or something? What's the shooting folk one? I mean, people just kind of need to be shot in general, that's just sort of how <laughs> life is, so it, it depends what kind of folk you want to shoot, I'd say. Depends how dirty you want to get. I, I, I heard the, uh, I don't know how big your crew is now, Ryder, y'all crazy. Uh, you got those, you got those big old metal machines, though, those mechanoid beasts, if you want to use those, of course, that's an option, you want to, you know... Do have practice on you yeah that is highly wanted and is a how do you say quote unquote skilled criminal as in he might be problems for us i will say in that quadrant uh, no that's kind of booneville no way yeah sort of catch my drift i'd say probably no one dangerous well that just ruffles my gills I mean, I, of course, I, I can you. I can throw names at you, of course, but uh, they're not going to be in that general location. You'd have to do a little bit of a little bit of adventuring. Well, I mean, I'm always down for adventuring, but you know, to keep the namesake of the writers being the best bounty hunters, you know, sometimes you got to take down some of these big guys to stop making them think they're better than us. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Ryder. You when you said writers, do you mean there's more than one of you, or is that like your group's name or like a family name? Well, I just mean, like, my crew, the writers. Oh, okay. I'm just making sure there's not, like, little writers running around. Oh, I mean, oh, there I'm might be. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can't keep up with all the things I do in this universe. Uh, that's true, that's true. <laughs> Maybe a heist, like, where it's, like, really hard to get into some place mm -hmm. to get an item for someone paying high a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can I can definitely do that for you. Uh, does does your crew have an opinion on the uh, on the matter? What's the uh? uh, uh hold on, let me let me put you on mute. Uh, yeah. What do you guys What do you guys want to do, crew? What was the seed planting mission? What he didn't, he didn't elaborate. The seed planting mission. The DM said, "Do you want to plant some seeds?" Let's plant some seeds. I am insanely curious, my love. I mean, are they seeds of, like, a rebellion? Or are they actually <laughs> that seeds? Is the, that is a good point. Nara's like, she clicks on the com, and she's like, tell me more about the seeds. <laughs> I mean, it seems to be a pretty uh, pretty straightforward mission if, uh, let, me, let me read that real quick. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it looks like there's just a problem somewhere out in space, as per usual. I mean, we are, we are very much used to this, uh, this, this, this dog and pony show by this point. Uh, it looks like some folk are just having kind of kind of issues, uh, collecting their food and such, and they they just want protection, planting some seeds, and maybe receiving some assistance from an outside force, someone that has a, a green thumb, if you will. Doesn't sound like it pays very good. 
I, I mean, uh, it, probably not. It, it just kind of pays decently, if I'm being entirely honest. I just thought I'd throw it in there because it was fun. What's well, the outside you... force? Uh, bandits, apparently. It's relatively dangerous. Well, Liam, a combination a of thumb? bandits and other locals. It's not very detailed. It's kind of on the uh, underside of uh, most of my other jobs. That's why I didn't open with it. I just thought <laughs> I'd throw it in there in case someone's interested in... Uh... As much as I like killing bandits, I kind of want to either hunt somebody because mm-hmm. that's what I do or get something that's really hard to get for somebody. It works for me. We can always kill bandits another day. I mean, they're everywhere. You just open your window. Exactly. <laughs> just shoot randomly. You'll probably hit someone. <laughs> but like, don't do that. Think of it like this. For legal reasons, have... don't tell anyone I told you that. What, what's, what's, what's his name again? My name? Yes. Howdy McCormick. Listen, Howdy. Okay, I have one of, if not the best, pilots in the galaxy. All right. I have an amazing hacker on board, an amazing universal magician, Birdman, and the best bounty hunter in the world. I need something that gives us challenge. Well, I mean, good sir, Mr. Ryder, I can, I can offer you challenge, but you, you sort of limited your options. That specific right. quadrant it, is exactly dangerous. Ignore the specific quadrant. Just give oh. me something challenging. Oh yeah, sure. There's a there's a hit on your head. Someone specifically is trying to kill you. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm sure, I'm, you know, I know that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sure you're aware of that. Um, it actually looks like someone now. I, I will say this isn't exactly a. Well, I guess it's technically an official hit. It's it's just sort of out there. Like wink, wink. Go ahead and shoot this guy in the face if you wouldn't mind. Uh, but not, nothing too crazy. Uh, in fact, it doesn't really... Well, mm, it pays decently well, but it's not that detailed. And uh, some folk have taken it up, but most seem to be ignoring it. If you'd like, I could... I probably shouldn't, but you seem like a nice gentleman. I can tell you folk that have been uh, interested in it. Who? Oh. A little creature named Nizachi. I thought you were going to say a different name. I'm glad. I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of folk that might want to hunt you in the, in the near future, but you got a pretty good rep for yourself, Mr. Ryder. Oh, so I don't think they want to step on is, any toes. Is hunting me? They expressed interest. I will say the way these uh, bounties work and such, it's more just a book you collect, and then if you kind of just shoot people and if their face is no, magic, no, no, no. you turn I, them I in. I don't think you understand. I don't yeah. think you understand. Listen, me and I, I know this Nazachi guy, all right? And they're weird. They're fairly well known. Oh, I know they're fairly well known. Yeah, not as well known as you, you know, Mr. Ryder. There's me. Yeah. There's uh, is it Chet? Mr. Chadley yeah. Starblazer. Chadley. There's Chadley, and then there's the Zachi, you know, from the other quadrant who thinks he owns that place. So I've run into this guy before, but the funny thing is, he thinks he can hunt me. <laughs> I had a little giggle myself. Again, I'm not too worried about it. I've dealt with him in the past. Mm-hmm. While he wasn't trying to hunt me. So I know what he's, he's working with. I mean, that's what fair can enough. What my crew... Uh, so he's hunting us. So it's not like, you know, me going out there and sniping him is, is not like, you know, he doesn't have a like, hit on him, correct? Not necessarily, but I can guarantee you the boy's got some money on him. Yeah, but, you know, as much as I would love to prove I'm a better bounty hunter, unless he has a bounty on his head, you know, unless he's attacking me, I, I'd rather go after something big with the crew... Fair enough. If you happen to run into him, I, I, I guess just shoot him. He seems like a decent individual, so, well, it didn't bother me none. You wouldn't say that if you played poker with him. 
Uh, so your your crew, your, well, I guess you got someone gunning after you. So you got that. You got that handled. Uh, you looking to steal something? Looking to shoot up a joint? Usually those kind of go hand in hand. Well, I guess if you're sneaking, you shouldn't be shooting. But you know, steal. That's entirely up to you. Sure, sure. Looking to steal. Let me see here. And he kind of he kind of turns, and you can see him shoveling, spooning something into his mouth. It looks slimy. It's probably cooked, but he's not really looking directly yeah, at like it. Something kind of like a bank heist or something. Mm, bank heist. Well, hmm. What kind of banks are you looking to rob? Because uh, that'll kind of get you in the hot water. Usually, most of these uh, bounties and such I have don't require robbing from uh, governmental agencies. Sometimes, but not I'm always. Not I just I'm not email. interested in robbing a bank. I want to win the money. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I. I mean, bank heist esque. Not like us going to a place stealing money. I mean, like someone's paying us to go get an item or something. That's like a bank heist, as in it's hard to get into. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. It looks like. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, perfect. Or not perfect. Who knows? Uh, it looks like I actually do have something right here for your friend. Uh, it seems there is a. Hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I will say something regarding this uh, particular heist, if you will, because you do seem quite interested. I would highly recommend discrepancy. Keep some of this information to yourself. Mm-hmm. Does he say this with all his customers? Uh, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but from what I can tell, the bit that I can tell you, Mr. Ryder, and I'm sure you'll be interested. Uh, difficult? Check. Dangerous? Check. I'd break into? Check. Stealing something from somebody that probably shouldn't have it? Double check. It seems a group has uh, somehow stolen, created... There's a bunch of bullshit down here that doesn't exactly track... Uh, regardless, from uh, what I can tell, let's just put it this way. A group has an item that another group does not want them to have, and they would prefer it if you could procure it for them. If you would like to do this, I can give you more information. Group, what do you say? Let's go. Works for me. Works for me. Wonderful. All right, send us, send us the bill. Perfect. The-, the client specifically yes. is going to go unnamed. You will be paid, and the, num- the money's good, from what I can tell. So you'll just kind of have to trust all howdy. As long as I'm getting paid, that's all I care about. You will 100% get paid. I can promise you that. Yeehaw. Yeehaw, partner. And he just kind of leans back in his chair and motions. And as he does, uh, your console lights up. As it does, you are given uh, pretty much all the information you could possibly need. Sorry, I just I just imagine yes. this is like, I just imagine when, when howdy sends over like a job or whatever on our little dash. Uh, like a little like hologram pops up with eight bit or sixteen bit like cowboy with two pistols and just like howdy 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 and it just like <laughs> shows the information. <laughs> uh, it it is your ship. However you want the info displayed is entirely up to you. I'm totally cool howdy, with that. Howdy 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 howdy. Alrighty. From what you can tell, uh, this individual will go unnamed. The product is a weapon. Client states the item is ours. We want it back. The people that took it are terrorists, and they give them a whole bunch of awful names. Uh, they took it from us. They stole it from a research facility. We weren't planning on using it. It was purely, purely meant for defense. Uh, you know, as per usual, you're not going to know who this person is. So do we, do we have a description of what the weapon looks like? There's actually an image. Uh, and once again, you are uh, sworn to security uh, before you're allowed to see what the image looks it's like. the NDA. Effectively, yes. It wants a... Uh, <laughs> A retinal or scan, if you don't have eyes or general scan, 
um, from each of you before you're allowed to see this. Uh, if you refuse the scan, you don't see anything. You just see a block that pops up with no detail. Yeah, I show my eyeball. I assume everyone's Wouldn't cool. It might be awkward if this was from uh, the Lazar Incorporation. The Lazar Incorporation. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. How awkward. Well, I'll be on the lookout. I'll be on your stations, but just <laughs> <laughs> making it up for you. <laughs> Sorry about that one, but uh, we'd rather get paid. So the weapon, we 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 see it. Yeah. Obviously, Liam is scanned as well. Basically, anything living that can speak. So Meek gets around it because he can't talk, and so does Barton Ghost. So y'all are good. A large light block appears in front of you and is slowly chipped away until essentially what you see, uh, it actually almost looks like a propulsion system in a way, like, like, like a jet, kind of a classic Earth style. Right? You oh, I thought you were going to say Earth style. I was like, ooh, time to shoot it again. Uh, no, actually, it, it, it doesn't really look like a weapon. It's, it, it's quite strange, actually. It is round. It's very bucket-like. And from what you can tell, it sort of gives you some specifications in terms of the size. It's pretty big. From what you can gather... It is not as big as the Kabuto, but the Kabuto would have to kind of pick it up or you would need to trail it behind the Kabuto in something. You would basically need to put it in something else because your general cargo zone in the Kabuto probably it might it might be able to carry it. You're saying it's almost as big as the Kabuto? Uh, it's, it's almost mm, it would essentially fill the entire the deck where all your mechs are. It would basically fill a whole area. Bay. Cargo bay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it would fill essentially the entire cargo bay. So you guys could probably fit it in there, or you could trail it behind the Kabuto while you're bringing it to the client. But it is big. Does it say if it's in a bunker, or like, are we having to like go at it with our mechs? Uh, it is in a planet. Oh, in a planet. In a planet. And uh, this particular planet, unfortunately, it is called Rod. It's not exactly a safe place. Um, it is going to be past uh, the location. Uh, as a reminder, the alien that. I mentioned to you guys is on the planet uh, Himar, which is the farm planet that uh, Doria Warders was on, and the giant Kevin mechanical ostrich bird that wasn't very nice. Rod, this other planet, is some uh, some jump past Himar. Ah, uh, so, yes, that mechanical burb. The mechanical burb. Uh, fortunately for you guys and the speed of the Kamoto, effectively everything is along the way, so it doesn't really hurt you too much, uh, which is just absolutely wonderful. One downside to this planet, as you guys are receiving more and more information, is that Rod has been known to some as a living planet. There are so many beings and... Ego, the living planet. Uh, not, not in that sense. Uh, this one has a little less... Well, we'll say this. It's never been proven that the planet itself can speak or has conscious. It is just kind of there. Uh, but because of that, it is not somewhere you'd want to live. Anyone who has attempted to colonize the planet has been, well, we've lost contact with them. Usually immediately destroyed, absorbed into the planet. There is really nowhere you'd want to live on this planet anyway. To begin with, basically people have just given up trying to live on this planet. Uh, how anyone is storing something here is anyone's guess. Yeah, that's that was going to be my question. Is like, how are the bandits or thieves or whoever these people are on that planet if it's hard to live on it is quite dangerous uh one would assume they are hiding it there because no one is well no one has the balls basically to go and get it the beings that live there are not exactly kind all righty then so do we have information on uh what kind of people stole it you do not lots of uh i wouldn't say expletives but not very positive words uh, basically, their guess is it is an individual, a group of individuals who either were trying to sell it for money, 
maybe some form of bandits or whatever that were maybe trying to fight back. Maybe they're working for the other side. Um, from what you gathered, the original owner, the person that put this bounty out, uh, they think, they're guessing, that it might have been their enemy. And as I mentioned, they're not currently at war, but every planet, every system, every group has someone they're butting heads with. So their general guess is that this is either a group they're butting heads with or someone that was paid to take it from them to leave them open and weak and waste their resources in trying to get it back, which is why they want you guys to go get it back. Gotcha. GG, full steam ahead. Full steam ahead. All right, question. Where are we going first? Do you want to stop by Bird Planet to check out Alien Boy or do you want to head to the uh, big thing? Bird Planet. As long as we go to both, it doesn't really matter to me. GG, make a make a pit stop to uh, Bird Planet. All right, pit stop. Here we come. Worried about that big thing too much for moving. It's from our intel. It seems like it's going to be a pain in the butt to move anyway. So yes, and uh, because Howdy likes you so much, the general information he gave you is effectively because he respects you. Only one person can be on this bounty at a time because no one else took it. Obviously, you're the only ones currently trying to get it. Uh, how safe is this? super weapon we have no idea but in general you should be the only ones that are aware of it Alrighty, miss Gigi with her expert piloting skills uh brings us fairly quickly to himar uh, as i mentioned the large stone farm planet where you guys met doria warders what'd you call them georgiana octopus people they're all tentacly most of them are georgiana like the tentacles away from nara i totally don't remember your characters are unsafe in, in, oh in all timelines, you are unsafe. Suddenly, suddenly Nara's like, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know I why. I don't know I don't why, know but I'm happening. very uncomfortable. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, but the four of you, plus Liam, and other pets, or the four of you plus pets, if we're counting Liam as one, all arrive yes. with no issue. Uh, you guys aren't, you know, heralded as great saviors or anything, but nobody stops you. This is a pretty common trade planet. And most people don't really come here for any reason. After you guys is, you know, you're, you're, you're called in and whatnot, uh, they give you pretty quick clearance as, hey, you know, they helped that slightly crazy lady on the hill with all the mechanoid beasts and such. And she does help us and they helped her. So, yeah, sure. Well, they basically have free range. Y'all are good. Uh, last you guys were here, you were being stared at. Uh, as I mentioned, 98% of the people here are all the, the tentacloid looking folk. Uh, so, Georgiana, you stack out quite a bit. And of course, Aldris, you're a walking bird, so. What's that supposed to mean? That, I mean, they're, they're walking tentacles, so. You look at them, they look at you. Huh? Taken, so they're no longer as interesting as they used to be. How feathery and how <laughs> colorful is essentially the general response. Uh, the information you received from the data pad uh, was just that the being is here. That's all you know. It is here. This is an entire planet, so you're not really sure how you're going to find it. Uh, but upon looking around, everything seems to be relatively normal. Everyone's kind of just chilling and they're just working. All righty then. Well, the last one was in like that dragon thing's cave. I don't know if they uh, try to stay to the same general types of areas, but we could check caves or something. Hmm, that's not a bad idea. How are you attempting to find him then? I guess we can ask some locals if there's any uh, large caverns around. Well, and can the Kabatoki scan? Yeah. I heard the word scan and I'll say yes. Uh, the Kabatu can very much scan. So prioritizing those locations, some of you guys walk around asking locals, um, you discover that uh, they recall having 
having a visitor about, about, a, about a week or so ago. Uh, your guys' time, because obviously every planet is different. Some of them are just tourists, which is very strange. There's nothing to tour here. Um, others were here to pick things up. And, yeah, as I mentioned, just kind of tourists, which were slightly strange, but all the same, they just shrugged it off. Uh, they thought you guys were tourists at first when they saw you. <laughs> Other than that, all just upon asking around, you discover that uh, these tourists asked to see uh, some of the caves. And as I mentioned, this is a large stony farm planet. Um, they do a lot of mining with various tools and such. Uh, they attempt to plant what they can, but because almost this entire planet is just a giant rock, it's borderline impossible. There are some very strange plants you've definitely not seen before. You're not sure if they're edible or what their purposes are, but they somehow grow like directly in the stone, uh, which is really interesting to look at. But, you know, not really sure what their purposes are. You don't see anyone like, eating them or anything. Uh, they're kind of just there. So maybe they're testing. Who knows? The scans from the Kabuto back up what Aldris has learned from the locals. That there is... This could be anything. It could be a ship. It could be a mech. It could be some machine they have working down there. Uh, but there is some activity uh, fairly deep in these caves. Well, time to dig deep. Do we have spelunking gear? I have hiking gear. <laughs> that you guys went spelunking on that ice planet. Wait, True. was that considered spelunking? It? You guys went down. I yeah. had those grapes for it. <laughs> we you went down. That means it's spelunking. You had grapes? Grips like uh, grape. I, I heard, I heard great. Yeah, I heard grapes. Sorry, I was like, what? No, that's <laughs> I wasn't very space uh, grapes. Space grapes for hiking. Space grapes. I mean, really, what else would you use space grapes for? Let's be honest. Uh, so, taking the equipment you all have, you have plenty of uh, ropes and such if you need them. Sometime, I mean, even in the far future, it's nice to have things of this nature just just in case boosters don't work. Just in case, I mean, all just as flying should work pretty well. And just in general. Um, do you guys want to leave Liam behind, or is he coming with? Can I want him to come with? He can very much do that. Uh, is Meek coming with? Uh, I mean... He tries to follow you everywhere, so... Yeah. Why not? No, no matter what, he will, by default, follow you everywhere. You have to basically force him to stay on the ship if he's going to stay. I just get worried that somebody else will steal him, and that's not us. That could it's be fine. potentially bad. I'll blow them up. <laughs> Meek will lick them. Until with, they die. With the bad lick. <laughs> He not has a good, good lick. lick. He has a good lick for reference. He has licked you guys before and you've not died. Maybe he's like eating your atoms, but you haven't fallen apart. Who knows? Maybe he'll lick you enough. You guys just like turned to gas. That's horrifying. Uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> your finger just floats off. OK, bye. I didn't need you anyway. Uh, all right. Well, fairly easy because this planet is literally made for farming and splunking and such. It doesn't really take you guys too much effort to get down here. You cannot bring your mechs this deep, but you could bring them halfway if you wanted to. Uh, of course, if you guys want, you could just spend a decent portion of the day kind of just, you know, jetpacking around and just floating around using Aldris' magic and such. Not difficult because these people go down here literally every day. It's their job. Uh, so as you guys are on foot, descending down and down, um, sources for light. Do you guys have like a suit, like a headlamp or something? It is pitch black down here. Oh, so. I always have a headlamp. Is that a real question? You definitely do. I can make a mini sun. I trust. Your hair doesn't just glow. <laughs> Bioluminescent. I mean, my earrings might. Uh, you guys, upgrade to you later. You just yeah, glow. That that'd be amazing. What it does, it it glows. Obviously, it glows. Do I get any it? pluses? Yeah, you get plus one to glow. Hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, as you guys descend and descend, uh, you see that the light sources they choose to use uh, are actually these uh, interesting, like green stone. And if you 
drip some sort of liquid on them. It might just be water. You're not entirely sure. They glow. They actually give you guys a set of these initially, uh, but they do wear down. The more water you sprinkle on them, uh, the more the stone itself wears down. It gives off less and less light. After a while, it just kind of puts... Uh, you guys eventually descend so far that you use about half of it and then probably decide to save it for later because, as Aldris mentioned, he has a son. Aldris has a hat of light. Or Nara has a hat of light. Aldris has a son. Georgiana is Georgiana. Liam doesn't have eyes, so he doesn't need to see it, apparently. <laughs> but you all descend to the point past where they normally work. They do warn you. Might be a little dangerous. There shouldn't be any creatures or anything you run into. Just don't slip and fall because it goes down pretty far. You're just going to fall and fall and fall. Unless you have, pointing Aldris, wings or a friend with wings. So just be mostly careful, please. We don't want to. Well, sorry, we're not going to dig up your corpses if you fall. <laughs> no one's going down there, basically, is what they're telling you. Rude. Acceptable. As you descend further and further, you're met with what seems to be just a maze. Uh, it effectively feels like if we were to zoom out. Uh, have you guys seen an ant farm from the side? Yes. yes. It looks like that. Wonderful. It is relatively open, but occasionally it closes. The stone around you isn't dark like an obsidian. It's more of a gray, and it ranges pretty drastically between sharp and weirdly smooth. And it's not really all that reflective either. You can actually see the, the minerals uh, within it. And as you guys look about, you sort of come to a point where you realize delving around in here for too long would leave you indefinitely lost. So sort of met at a proverbial crossroad. What do you all do? So the problem is getting lost, though, right? It feels like it, yes. Like, Do we have anything to leave like a, like a bread trail, breadcrumb trail? I definitely have been making a map this entire time in my brain. Oh, you're not writing anything down? Oh, no, I guess I would be writing it down. Okay. I would definitely say that Nara indeed has a data pad that is able to pretty accurately uh, track. Uh, as mentioned before, if this is the far future, you guys can make up technology on the fly as long as it's reasonable and your character would have it. Can yeah, you... so I'll make a map on the, my data pad then. Is, is okay. that shareable between data pads? Because we might get totally lost if we split up. I put malware on Georgiana's data pad. Oh, no. I feel like the pad would be that? like, like uh, <laughs> almost like like a D&D style like square map and then like the thing can track your location so anytime you walk you can kind of like draw how big the room is and then it just keeps track of like where you are GPS wise. That makes sense. I'll share the file with everybody. Alright you will have this map that Nara is updating and as she updates it, it updates live for you guys. Nice. The further you descend, Aldris, you get a strange, familiar feeling. Oh, uh, this is, this is only felt by you, though. There's a gray boy down here. Gray I boy? Him. I can feel the gray boy. All right, well, in that case, boy? I want to follow the bird boy, which is way he goes. Uh, met with multiple paths. Aldris, are you just kind of, like, going to use your bird senses and just kind of go with the flow? Use the bird sense. Excellent. Checking for bird sense. Uh, you do realize that if you basically just let go and just kind of walk and do what feels right. Uh, Meek seems to be following you very confidently. He's just kind of tap, 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 little feet just beside you, uh, walking the whole time as Aldris effectively uh, takes the lead and takes multiple very confident left turns and right turns, and he climbs down and climbs up and goes all these different directions. You guys realize you are indeed uh, quite deep down here. Uh, the further and further you go in, the 
less touched it looks by any living being. Uh, but you actually do get to a really interesting point. Just up ahead, Aldris, you see it first as you are leading. It suddenly looks like, in fact, that's not true. Someone's been here. Someone's very much, very obviously been here. The walls are shaved and peeled away, almost as if heavy winds have blown against them, or torrential tides just over and over and over throughout the years. It's unreasonably smooth, I'll say. And if any of you were to run your hands uh, along it, you, you would feel like a thin, thin, thin layer of dust. But it is incredibly smooth. Not dust as it's been here a while. Sort of like after you sand, there's that fine layer. And looking up ahead, Aldris, the area opens up quite a bit. Um, it looks like as if it was getting smaller and smaller to the point where you actually might need to crawl through some openings. But before your claustrophobia, if you happen to have that, would kick in. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> Suddenly, it just opens up. The span of this is about 10 feet tall and 10 feet wide. Uh, almost exactly. If you were to measure it, you would find that it would be exact. And it's circular. That's not normal. Guess we'd continue in. Might as well. Okay. And as the four of you continue heading forward, Aldris, that feeling comes to you stronger and stronger. It feels discordant, though. There are times in your life when you have felt this pulse, whatever it is. There's almost a rhythm to it. It feels right. This feels like freeform jazz. It's everywhere, all at once. There is a rhythm to it, but only the person playing this music knows what that rhythm is. It's entirely discordant from your own. Uh, this general feeling you've not experienced from other living beings. So Ryder, Liam, Georgiana, Nara. None of them lit off this this pulse, whatever it is. But there are a few times you've definitely experienced this. And without having to go too much further on, you can see the room expand even further. The cylindrical hallway that you've all been kind of heading down, uh, it opens up from about a 10 by 10 to closer to 100 by 100. And at the end of this location, you indeed see your gray alien friend. His sort of bulbous body floating there, his overly long and thin arms uh, with his incredibly long fingers sort of fiddling away at something against the wall. Uh, as mentioned before, this creature has no eyes. Instead, eyes sort of float around it, almost as if they're pulled by some sort of gravitational force uh, around his head. Uh, they're not currently spinning around him. They are focused on whatever is in front of him. Uh, occasionally, one will flit backwards. You're not sure if he's already seen you. Uh, if he feels you as well, whatever pulse you're letting off Aldris. But he seems focused on whatever is going on in front of him. And there seems to be a light emanating from him. Uh, it is green. It's coming from past him, whatever he's messing with. Oh, I like throw the little mini sun that I've been using for light just like past him onto the wall that he's staring at. Uh, you throw it towards him. Uh, what's your intention with this? Just start lighting him up and say, hey? Pretty much. As it flies by, he doesn't respond instantly, and he gets closer and closer. You think it's going to hit him. He's, he's, he's almost kind of swaying and moving about, and it doesn't strike him, uh, but it does indeed fly past him and stop right before it touches the wall. You can see it floating there, and then from over his shoulder, you can sort of see his hand slowly rising, almost as if he caught this ball of light. And he sort of swirls it in his hand and swirls it and swirls it, his long fingers dancing around this ball of heat. And you can just see it slowly unraveling and coming apart. 
the fire jumping off and licks, and it just unravels into nothing. A ball of yarn. My ball. Turn around, or does he just do that? He pauses for a moment, still working on what he's poking with. Um, his right arm that caught the ball slowly pulls back down to what he was working on. You can sort of see him twitch uh, as he does indeed begin to turn around. Ryder, Georgiana, and Nara, as Aldris does this, what do you, what do you guys do? Um, take a video. <laughs> take a video. <laughs> yeah. Cheer him uh, on silently. I... <laughs> is there somewhere for me to hide behind? Uh, no, yeah, this area is, is completely any? open. Uh, so I don't like that. Imagine, like um, that. even with my four stealth. Imagine this. This is exactly what you guys say from the really awkward, horrible crawling zone you guys came out before. Imagine if a ten foot diameter ball of air, heat, whatever it is, just pushed its way into pure stone and left an exact perfect. 10 by 10 circle just pushing all the way through for maybe 100 or so feet. And then that ball expanded to about 100 feet. So there is literally nothing except for a large, just flat area to stand in. Incredible. It, it is somewhat curved uh, where you guys are now. You don't see any machines or any weapons or anything that he would have used uh, to dig this, but you know he indeed, indeed did this. I'm going to have to glomp onto Liam and cower. <laughs> okay. He kind of ha- floats his hand above his fire on your side. He doesn't draw it, but just by instinct, his hand's kind of shaking as he's watching it, and he, he does hold on to you, Georgiana. Uh, Nara, do you right. actually record it? Yeah, man, be pamby boy, coward yeah. here. Okay. Uh, Ryder, what do you do? I do... Uh, I, I try to take it sneakily, though I'm not. I just think it's... I'll let him... I'll let I'll just know later. Fair enough. I mean, we can, we can say the goggles you're wearing can record whatever you're saying. I push a little button on the side and... It's just the one, right? Just the one? Yeah. Well, he's kind of hunched over-ish, so it's difficult to tell his actual height. But he's a big boy. He's about eight, nine feet tall, if you will. He doesn't have any legs. What do you mean he's got no legs? He has no legs. Uh, my earlier description of him was basically just his body, like, just take <laughs> a body and cut the legs off. His bottom half is kind of, it just stops there. Um, it, it's, it's slightly bulbous, kind of sagging a bit in that general area, and just kind of moves up into a body. Long, spindly, spider-like arms. And just sort of a head with, once again, no features whatsoever. The, the skin is pulled very tight. There are no eyes, no nose, no mouth. That was the weirdest description I've ever heard. I'm totally not creeped out at all. Uh, it turns and looks at you all. Well, Aldris, you, you got this. You talked a weird, <laughs> fat, skinny thing. Come on, yeah, yeah. We found what we were looking for. The eyes sort of spin around it quickly. And they look at you all... Just a second, but they're very much focused on Aldris and his companion. I will stare at him and just say, hey, gray boy, what you doing here? He slowly floats towards you, Aldris, and you can see behind him uh, is a strange looking mechanical box, it looks like. And this box is expanding. Uh, Imagine if, like with pixels, like 16-bit or 32-bit graphics were just like spreading outward in, in cubes. It's basically unfolding like that, like a Rubik's Cube, except the cubes themselves are like tiny. And it's this box on a wall that's just slowly like each cube by pixel by pixel is like expanding against the wall. And occasionally that pixel, rather than being this like weird black metal, whatever the hell this thing's made of, it's like a green light. And it's just slowly like tick, tick. I'm going to nudge Nara with my shoulder and be like, Nara. Yep. Do you see that thing on the wall? Yeah, what about it? 
I don't like the look of it. You should try to hack into it to see what it is. You got it, boss. Because it's growing. Oh, it is. All right. Oh, gosh, I'll have to turn off my camera. All right. <laughs> wait, wait, Nara, I'll take your camera. The camera's with glasses. <laughs> oh, damn it. You know, they're, they're actually just goggles. I'll take yeah. off the goggles. <laughs> this is the first time Georgiana's seen you without goggles in six months. <laughs> oh, GG, slow motion, you see her hair oh, just look down. <laughs> I gasp, swoon. Wow, those eyes. Is there an indentation? I wink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a little red from where it was pressing into my skin. So I pass the goggles on over, quietly, of course. And, uh, and then I get out my data pad to see what I can do about the thing on the wall. Okay. First, uh, Aldris, you said, hey, gray boy, just, just hey, basically. Basically, just hey, what, did, what are you doing here? What the gray boy doing? He slowly floats towards you. Aldris. My god, he's still floating. And with a shaking hand, he points back to the device and then he points back to you and you don't, once again, no expression. You can like feel him smile, almost as if he's sharing his emotions with you. And you hear him speak. You can all hear him speak. He has no mouth to form the words, though. Aldris, I am here doing my duty. Are you here to assist? Are you ready? And you recognize this voice in his way of speaking. This feels like the same one you spoke with last time. Ooh, he gets around, huh? Oh boy. I've been asked that question before and I still have no idea what you're expecting me to do. But I came here for answers because the last one of you didn't tell me shit. Expecting <laughs> you to follow the directive, Aldris. And as he's speaking with Aldris Nara, you attempt to sort of scan the room and see what technology he has on him and anything you can jump into and hack into, et cetera, et cetera. You're usual. You're very good at this. You, you, you've done this hundreds and thousands of times, like breathing uh, for you. I don't like the way you're saying that. <laughs> you don't see anything. It's metal. <laughs> There's nothing to hack into, though. There's like no server. Nothing There's no to hack into? There's like no CPU. Nothing's running it that, that you can tell. No technology you've messed with before at least it's I'm starting scans on it then this is bullshit <laughs> uh, what, do you mean? <laughs> what are you scanning for precisely uh to see what it's made of i guess all right to see if there are any signals coming out of it you begin to do that and almost instantly uh once again the signals don't make any sense but they don't make any sense perfectly you've seen this nonsensical signal before Part of it was in the data pad. Part of it is in the booster engine that is now attached to the Kabuto. And you do realize it'll take a hot moment to get any more information from this, but it's, it's strange. It's very, very odd. Uh, if you permit me to use the term, it is incredibly alien. And the Bing doesn't seem to stop you. He's just kind of floating there, just chilling, looking at Aldrin. And he reaches out his... And again, to point to all of you. He points to Ryder and Liam and Georgiana and Ara. Have you brought them? Are they part of your cultivation? I still don't know what that means. <laughs> ah, the cultivation. He points to himself and then to a you. Aldris. Our lives. The way we see the world. 
the way we live. Do you recall my prior experiment? And he doesn't need to say it. You just feel, and you know he means the other planet with the, with the dragon on it. You mean the, the dragon thing? He nods and says, correct, the failed experiment. They were wrong. Something was not correct, and they needed to be reset. He touches his chest, and you can sort of see something under his flesh glow. Uh, it almost as if there's like a heat source or a light source or something inside him, and you see this, this pulse of like green and red and like purple lights dance under his flesh. He says, they are here now with me, and puts both of his hands forward, and you see just just barely, he's still slowly floating towards you. And you can see just, just barely between his fingertips, there are these old like strings, and he's like sort of, they're like culminating. Uh, this epicenter in front of him, they're, they're kind of like building out this little circle. And it makes a, a little faux planet. And he kind of plays this, little, this quick little puppet show for you of like people growing on this little earth, this little ball. And then you see them talking to each other. You see them kind of fight. And they're kind of moving along this ball. Very, very, very puppet show-esque. And there's this little dragon that kind of forms out of it. It's like, Rawr! and then they go, ah! and, they, and then these little buildings are grown. They run into the buildings. And then the, the dragon kind of stomps around and crushes one. And then it moves around a little more. And the ball's getting bigger and bigger. It's, it's, it's maybe like you know, four feet across now. And uh, you can see more and more folk. And they're starting to like find civilization. The dragon kind of huddles down uh, into its little cave. And anytime someone leaves town, the dragon comes back out and it eats one. And then it kind of just cycles and cycles and cycles and cycles and they, it just never progresses and then he kind of just like claps and just disappears. They failed but provided enough sustenance for me to move on and now we look here. What do you not understand Aldris? Did you forget your directive? Uh, I guess. Whatever the hell you're talking about. You feel disappointment and sadness. Aldris does no shit! He says nothing, but you, you, you can definitely feel as if he's like, you waste all your time not doing anything. What do you, what do you, why, why, why? Almost, almost like a, a father that, you know, has a son come back home and like, you've accomplished nothing. I and father. I, mean, I told him, I told him this before. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why he's surprised. There's a hint of confusion in there. None of his emotions are pure or, or raw. There's a hint of either, you don't know if it's self-doubt or something else, but that's dancing chaos that free form jazz is in every word he says and every emotion that he pulses out uh this feeling only hits aldris the disappointment doesn't touch any of you you can hear him speak and you're feeling various emotions kind of pop out of him of just i wouldn't say happiness but like joy that he's seen aldris and his little his little buddy there and then he points to the two of you well our experiment will not go to waste i see you have him there with you. Such an odd form he has chosen to take. But Aldris, your job, your mission is to create life, to cultivate, to look for us. Places we can do our work, where we can weave life into existence. We let you free amongst your people to do this. Where the hell is the rest of my people? Because I haven't seen a single one. Looking at you, he pauses. Died. And he points his finger to me. And me close up at you. They are all there. Inside of the creature you refer to as me. 
How the hell does that even work? Can they come back out? Do you say that? Yes. You saying that, Gigi, does elicit a response. Uh, if anything, he's kind of been ignoring what you guys are doing and saying in the background, but that sort of makes him laugh. And you feel amusement. It's like a, like a child saying something that everyone knows is wrong. <laughs> he doesn't answer it. You just, you, you, you just, said you're stupid. You just get that feeling, yeah. It, it, it honestly, it's a, it's a little offensive. It, it's 100% rude. Uh, and then to go back to Nara quickly, mm-hmm. what you're seeing from this thing on the wall that's slowly growing outwards, uh, unfortunately, it's almost like reconstituting itself and changing its signature, but you're able to sort of latch onto it. Go ahead and it's, roll uh... me your, your burgle. Hey, burglin. Burgle. Burgle. In all this time, you've been poking and poking and prodding and poking at it, and... You're not necessarily trying to hack into it now because you know that's essentially folly. There's nothing to hack into. Mm-hmm. And you sense that it isn't purely mechanical. It's also organic, but it's also something else in between. Is it similar to the ship? Yes, it, it is similar. Whatever is emanating from this creature, uh, whatever we came from, because you've scanned it quite a bit part of the energy signature on the data pad, but like most of the, the energy source. Is, is emanated in this thing. They, they, they feel not perfectly similar, but very, very, very similar. This is a signature you see nowhere. Uh, you've, you've seen it on Aldris, like partially in the data pad, definitely, definitely, definitely on the power source that you guys put into the boosters on, on the Kabuto. But this is something that almost never comes up. I'm uh, backing up this data. Okay. Just so you know. Yeah, the, the, the being seems completely just uninterested with you. That's uh, fine. Yeah. Wow. Cheating us like ants makes this really easy. <laughs> yeah. And then looking can I, at... Can I shoot out my, uh, my, my drone? What's it doing? I want it to fly near the, uh, the stuff on the wall. As it begins to fly, it goes to uh, essentially pass by, I wouldn't say the local space of this weaver floating here, uh, but as it goes to pass him, he kind of just waves a hand almost as if waving away a fly, and it just falls apart into pieces. And you see all the pieces just clatter to the floor. This happens during the conversation with Aldris. So he doesn't turn to look at it, he kind of just waves his hand and it just falls apart. It wasn't very nice. And then looking to Aldris, he also points up. And he says, The individual in your group also happened to take another part of your people. How fortuitous to have you all brought together. I have a bad feeling about this. We all hear this though, right? You're all hearing this, yes. Do you have any more questions, Aldris? I think it's time to go. Uh, yeah, I don't like the fact that a simple wave could dis- disassemble my drone. I, don't... I honestly don't think I would even be paying attention to them. <laughs> I'd just be paying attention to Grey Boy. That's fair. This whole time he's been slowly floating closer to you. I'm going to talk in the comm and, and I'll just hear him like, Grey Boy, it's trying to go. I want to take off my shoe and throw it at him. At who? <laughs> Aldris. Okay. You saying that, Ryder? As you go to speak before the words can leave your mouth, he sort of flicks his finger at Aldris and the device in his ear just deteriorates. The shoe that goes flying across the room once again just deteriorates, just falls to like just strings and uh, whatever leather is holding it together just flops on the floor. I'll take off my other shoe and throw it at the alien. Good thing I didn't do what I was about to do. He does the same thing again to your other shoe. (laughs) He just turns into nothing. Gigi, stop. Lucky those were my favorite shoes. All right, your, vo- uh, your voice echoes throughout this this hall. Uh, we we need to get Aldris. He's clearly too stuck 
staring at the Zalian thing, and I don't know what the Zalian thing's gonna do, but you know, trusty it. So we need to get him out of here because we need to jolt. As you're saying that to your team, uh, the Bing is looking at at Aldris, and then at Meek, and then back to Aldris, and he says, "You are the only one fit to survive amongst your people." Are you not happy to be reunited with their uh, essence? Right as you say that, like, as you finish the sentence, I'm going to tell Gigi and Nara, I'm going to try to distract it. Both of you need to try to, like, do something to pull him back. I'm going to chuck, like, two of my, my bombs on either side to, like, kind of... It's not to hurt it, but it's to, like, distract it to see if I can get, like, a set of charge. Like, my, my tiny little bombs, I'm going to see if I can do it before he can just like disassemble it before we do that uh i'm gonna call for meek he is focused on the weaver in front of him meek do you want all just to die it almost seems like he can't respond all right i'm gonna chuck my bombs all right mr Ryder, roll shoot what kind of bombs these by the way two like flash bombs uh as you throw both of them towards this gray he very casually just two fingers extended outward almost catches them in these two invisible fields and they just kind of pop within this see-through bubble and you see all the, all the flash is just contained uh, to whatever this is and instantly Ryder it appears in front of you and looking down at you this just massive figure doesn't touch you the aliens in front of me instantly yes and he looks down at you and says do not interfere worm Worm? Do you know who I am? I scream Aldris's name at the top of my lungs. Before you can say, who, you, do you know who I am? You hear yourself say that, but he puts like a bubble around your head, and you guys all just hear Ryder get cut off. And then as you scream, Juju hears the same thing to you. But he doesn't look at you. He just turns his hand behind you. And you can just feel this like air bubble around your head now. Did any sound get out? Oh, no, yeah. This, this uh, uh, got out the, probably like the first half of the word, but the rest of it just echoes within your head and kind of hurts your ears a bit. I'm going to pop the bubble in my head. You go to pop it in your hand, just like phases through it. It's it, it just like almost this, this wind sphere, just like it doesn't make any noise, but you can tell it's not allowing any sound to come out. And you almost feel as if it's also not letting air in. Can I turn those off? You can attempt to, but he is not looking at either of me. Just turns back to you just to continue the conversation. If you'd like to try turning those off, you as he's moved forward and jolted around a bit, it's definitely snapped you out of whatever, whatever was forcing you almost to focus. You can feel. Go ahead and roll your arcane abilities. To this air bubble is just a bubble of air, right? It isn't suffocating or currently suffocating. The only air you have is there inside this bubble. Okay. So it's going to eventually kill you, yes. I'm going to look at Gigi, and I'm going to motion to her that she needs to use something sticky. Or not sticky, but like, use the, the special gun that she has that's like on her mech. Shoot something distracting that won't get disabled instantly. With hand motions. <laughs> uh, while you're trying to kind of like motion gun with your hand, uh, you, both Ryder and Gigi, you instantly realize, oh shit, this is all the air I'm going to have. With the ancient art of breathing that I've studied. I, I'm breathing very slowly. <laughs> of course. Aldris, which one of these two are you focusing that ability on? Uh, well, I want to re-roll it first. Sure. Six. Six. <laughs> Very juicy. Okay, which one were you using it on? I believe in Ryder to control his breathing. Georgiana's kind of uh, crazy <laughs> and might just keep breathing like a maniac. Yes. All right. It t- 
takes you about a moment, Aldris. Uh, you have to focus on this. And the creature just keep he just keeps talking to you. As you begin to just try to undo what he did, it is incredibly complicated. Your own magic makes sense to you, and this is kind of similar to your magic, but it's almost trying to effectively unweave just a bundle of hay. But you can only do it with, like, tweezers. So it is taking you definitely some time. You, you can 100% do it. And as you see both of them trying to, like, control their breathing and you're, you're slowly unraveling this thing, uh, Gigi, you, you actually hear occasionally this, these, like, pops of, like, psh, psh, of air getting in. Sweet. I have not yet decided what my mocha latte lollipop is. Oh, okay. can I get it into my mouth right now? Uh, yes. Interesting. If you put your hand forward and your hand phases through this thing easily, it's, it's not bringing any air with it. Obviously, it's just a hand. Uh, it, the, the pressure obviously feels kind of weird in there. It's almost like you're squeezing uh, the flesh of your fingers. Just 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 barely. Uh, but yeah, you can pop, pop your lollipop right in there. Very odd. Can I shoot several spikes up into the ceiling to create a avalanche or a rock slide or whatever? You may very well roll for that, sure. Is that a shoot? That's that. That's a shoot. We're looking for a three or higher. Okay, here we go. That's not a three. Uh, fate point. You want to re-roll that, boy? That was a lot of minuses. That's a lot of minuses, yeah. <laughs> that was not very nice. Are you re-rolling or plus two? Question answered. All right. Uh, you meet it, and as you shoot straight up, you're trying to get the ceiling to come down on him? Yeah. Or, in general, I just want him distracted. You shoot up, and as I mentioned, the ceiling spans to about 100 feet high. Uh, so it definitely takes you a couple shots, and he's once again paying you no mind whatsoever. And, and he... he's not directly at anyone, so we shouldn't see it coming right away. Yeah, he's, Wait, he's... when she does that, can I just, like, straight up just shoot at him? Because I feel like if he even senses that shit coming down, he's going to do something. So if he's distracted by my bullets coming at him, then it's like extra distraction. Sounds like more more uh, shooting, me thinks. All right, you fire away at this being. And what kind of gun do you have, by the way? I'm just shooting at it with my revolver. What are the bullets made of? I'm not using my pulse rifle that shoots the laser, so I'm just okay. using normal bullets. Okay. They fire off. While speaking with Aldris, he kind of puts his left hand out very casually, once again, still facing towards Aldris. You, you see one or two of the eyes kind of look towards you, uh, Ryder, uh, as you're firing off. Before the bolts reach him, they just turn to just mush, just melted melted metal. They, they just hit the ground and kind of just slide in like this goo. And as he's looking at you, Aldris says, as you're focusing, you're trying to get this thing off to Regiana. Do they mean something to you? Are they not done? Ready for extraction? Oh, you mean by extraction you want to kill them? Like you did with that other planet? They were not killed. They were repurposed into life for us. They were a failed experiment. They went nowhere and did nothing. Do you see usefulness in these four? Do I need to find usefulness in my friends? You feel confusion, as in, like, why are you answering like this? Almost as if he's expecting, it feels like he's having a conversation with someone else. And then the bullets come from Ryder, and Georgiana shoots, shoots her thing. Rocks kind of begin to fall down on him, and, and before they're able to touch him, they just turn to sand and kind of just, just, just wish around him. And they fall. He puts two hands out, one facing towards Ryder, one towards Georgiana, and he asks, 
how useful are these two? How much do they mean to you? Can I shine a light in his eyeball? <laughs> As that answer, sure. <laughs> Nara, shine your light in its eyes. Light <laughs> uh, I do it. Do, do you answer I him, Seth, or do you just like stare at him? Is he like holding onto their heads, or does he just? Push his hands he's he has his hands out, and he's literally about to do something. Uh, I want to like try and push them all out of the cave area. I want to already be moving towards the exit, so that makes sense. The two definitely would have been moving. Um, you're actually able to. You just now finished taking the bubble off of Georgie on his head, uh, Ryder. You very much have to kind of focus on breathing slowly. Sweet, sweet, fresh air. Oh God! What do you have to shine at this boy, Nara, in terms of light? My headlamp. Your headlamp. Okay. I, I won't say that really requires a roll, but as it kind of shines towards him, and uh, I quickly you know, maybe maybe yeah. I have different settings. Maybe I have the super duper high setting meant oh, okay. for burning people's eyeballs out. Do you want to roll craft for that and like tinker with it? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I'm down. I'm uh, down just, with that. I do think that if it doesn't work, it's still just a light shining into somebody's eyes. So perfectly fine. <laughs> the light does seem to annoy uh, one of the eyes. I love to be annoying. <laughs> I'm gonna rocket poots backwards while the, while she does that. She shines light. Georgiana's running towards the exit. Ryder is jetting towards the exit. I assume, or yeah, I'm just following Gigi. Okay, individually, uh, Georgiana and Ryder, do me a will roll against this attack. The one roll. thing I don't have. Yay! Wow. Oh, <laughs> um, can we not start the new campaign this weekend? <laughs> We're not. Don't worry. I, I don't think my luck is going to uh, change in four days. You want to use a fate point on that? You roll literally as worse as you possibly can. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So you guys both re roll to a one and a zero? Yep. That's acceptable. Okay. Oh, Acceptable. Compared to my eight rolls, please. It's better than a negative two. <laughs> I think that's the first time we've actually rolled negative in a long time. Uh, yes. Uh, it's usually not, rolling skills we're good at. It's not a great stat. Hey, I'm not that bad at Will. I have a plus two. True, true. Zero. You just rolled terribly. You just rolled terribly. <laughs> uh, regardless, this first one will be aimed at Georgiana because you roll first, and the second one will be aimed at uh, Ryder, both of you simultaneously feel something absolutely dreadful. It almost defies description. Like your very essence is being unraveled. Like someone's pulling the veins from your body, twisting your eyes from your skull, skinning your bones. It's, it's just everything all at once, and it hurts. It really, really hurts. I screech in pain and terror. It's blood curdling, by the by. Uh, indeed. Oh boy. <gasps> what? Just, I undo that. Undo just, that right now. You're not allowed to be that lucky. Eight. That that, well, that was a neutral roll. It's that's a neutral roll. Why did you give yourself a plus eight? What the fuck? All right, uh, Georgiana. That's eight shifts of damage, and Ryder. That's four. Is this physical or mental? Realistically, it's both mental and physical stress. You can put it in. So remember, when you take damage in each instance uh you can only mark your stress track one time then the rest has to go into a consequence so, okay so hang on we yeah. have a severe consequence then guaranteed yeah not for writer i think writer can put it all in physical stress yes he can all right so what would count as a severe consequence for this 
I could say either one of two things, because this is like a mixed attack. Uh, Georgiana, either something physically has you shaken or mentally you have this like just absolutely piercing headache. Is he actually tearing my body apart? It very much feels like it. and Your brain can't tell the difference. Well, I think that's mental. Yeah. But then what's my severe consequence? A splitting headache is not a severe consequence. When I say splitting headache, I mean you are seeing lights floating in your eyes. You feel like your brain is going to just jump out of your skull. Spoken as somebody who has clearly never experienced a migraine. Oh, no. I have. I know. I have never had a migraine. (laughs) What? You've never had a migraine? No. Oh my no, God. I, really? I have I, I have enough for three people personally. Okay, yeah. Uh, so I yes. took all of Melanie's headaches. Oh, that's really depressing. Okay, yeah. uh, well, no, it's not depressing. I love you. That's good. Uh, it's it's like it's like a migraine. It's like it's like the worst headache you've ever had times ten. It's it's almost oh, debilitating. Cool. That's how bad it is. All right. So I I have a question. Yes. Or I guess it's not really a question, but can I just like kind of say the state of everything right now, just mm-hmm. so I'm understanding what's going on? Yes. So Gigi has no bubble on her head. I have a bubble on my head. We both try to jump back to leave. We both feel this immense mental, physical, whatever pain. We don't know which it is that hurt the fuck out of us. Nara's standing there like she doesn't know what the heck to do because it. who knows what to do, honestly, at this point. Aldris is, is blank faced, I guess, or whatever. He's drawn in by this alien thing. And nothing we do so far can even touch this thing. Yes, Aldris did save Georgiana during that time, though. We need well, to, yeah. Yeah, he, <laughs> he did, he did. yeah, so he 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 kind of broke from whatever was going on in order to rescue Georgiana. Okay, I'm just I'm just trying to find a way how to like get out of this situation because does it does it sounds like a lose lose situation. Well, just just leave. We were trying to, and then we almost died. <laughs> I'll continue to try and leave. Also, to be clear, since time is sort of wonky. The reason he targeted you two is because Ryder shot directly at him and Georgiana also attacked him. So because the two of you attacked him, he just quickly responded with that. Obviously, there's slight there's time delay between them because dialogue. But... I didn't attack him. I attacked the stealing. He's taking right. that personally. I mean, that's the same thing, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> He's being a bit childish. <laughs> I only tried to throw a shoe at his head and then crush him under a bunch of rocks. <laughs> also, you did throw a shoe at him, yeah. It's All only right. murder. All right, I can't deny that. <laughs> the, the shoe, yes. <laughs> uh, alrighty, so pa- past that, that his last question. Basically, he said, you know, "What do they mean to you? Are you sure they're worth it?" And then he did that effectively to prove how weak they are. And he's sort of looking at them and motioning to you, like, "I'll just look. They're, they're, they're useless." And he's more so motioning to Georgiana. And I assume after this, Georgiana, how are you, how are you physically reacting? With a mind-splitting headache, I'm probably curled into a ball sobbing. This is like, you've never felt this before. Like, it's a headache, and not just intensified. It almost feels as if it was, like, placed there in a weird way, or something, like, screwed with your head, and just, like, turned it on. Because you've had a headache before. They usually ramp up. This just kind of, like, hey, guess what? You have a migraine now. It feels wrong. I'm throwing a smoke grenade in front of me. Bounce the fuck out! Yeah, he doesn't seem to respond to that at all. Uh, the, the light, if anything, Nara, you felt more of an annoyance than anything else. He's, maybe he's not sure it came from you or just doesn't care. Mm, that's OK. I, again, I love to be annoying. Um, <laughs> while all of this is going on, I just want to mm-hmm. I feel like I am probably like I don't think I turned off my scanning or anything or okay. my goggles unless uh, Georgiana actively said that she turned them off. No, I'm oh, probably they're, they're still going. Running. Yeah, they're still going. 
So I just want to say that I am taking all of this down, okay. really, to look at later. Uh, so, Ryder, you throw your smoke grenade, and you, are you just jetting towards the exit? There's nothing for me to do down here. I can't hurt this thing. Fair and enough. I can't get to Aldris, unfortunately. So I'm just trying to leave. Okay, I'll ask for something uh, from you in a second. Uh, Aldris, how do you respond after you see him do that? Uh, well, I still want to try and like push everyone else out while okay. I respond to him. Sure, go ahead and roll me, uh, roll me that. The rider can kind of go on his own, fortunately. Uh, Nara, how are you responding? A strong wind trying to push them out. Yeah. So I assume you're leaving on your own accord, Nara? Yeah. Seeing all this? Okay. I was going to say, Gigi needs assistance. She's on the floor. So uh, yeah, as she said, so she screamed I... and then kind of collapsed. So I would go back to help her. Mm -hmm. What is um... Liam doing? <laughs> He's trying to get Gigi up, but she's kind of like... <laughs> He's just awkwardly standing there. Yeah. I... Are, are, are you uh, are you lashing out at all, Gigi, from like the pain? He, he's, he's not sure what happened to you. He's, he's, he's trying to get you up. And he's like talking. I probably am unless I can hear his voice. And then I'm probably just sobbing against him. Pathetic. I help her up. <laughs> OK, I'm just uh, kidding. <laughs> uh, my dream times 10. I think my reaction is OK. Yeah. Uh, if somebody who has migraines, I, I would definitely not make fun of this situation. Yeah, <laughs> they're not um, fun. I do help her. Yeah, I try. Migraine time out. ten. You'd be like on the floor, like like screaming in pain. She is. <laughs> so that's fair. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm doing. She's literally doing that. So both Nara and Liam are trying to assist with getting Gigi up, and all just this burst of wind, because they, the two of them, can already move quite easily. Uh, this assists them in kind of jetting on out. And then Ryder, uh, go ahead and roll me physique. We're trying to beat a two. Oh boy. You want to use your buff boy stats to beat that? I what? Do you want to reroll that? <laughs> oh, I was like... Cool, excellent. All right, you're able to hold your breath long enough, Ryder. It does not affect you, fortunately. But you do get the feeling that you are indeed running out of air. Georgiana, Liam, and Nara, you are all kind of whisked out with Aldris's magic and the creatures, once again, paying them no mind. Just he's looking at you, Aldris. He kind of motioned to Georgiana and gave you a feeling of like, see, look, she collapsed so easily. Why are you wasting your time on them? It's sort of the feeling you get. I'm going to call like uh, the Kabuto to get as close to the entrance as it can. Okay. Uh, you very much know that happened. It is way too far away for you to hear, but you know for a fact the Kabuto is doing this. All right, so Mr. Aldris, you said after you whisked them away, you were going to respond. So he, he said, what are they worth? Basically. basically. Yeah. They're worth everything. They're he a doesn't. bunch of money-hungry, battle-addicted idiots, but they're family. Oh, a single tear rolls down, <laughs> down Nara's cheek. <laughs> As you don't hear anything because you're gone. Yeah, but, but she can feel it somehow. <laughs> She's like, somebody's being emo. <laughs> Someone said something nice about me. <laughs> I start getting hives. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to grab Meek and I'm going to fly out as well if I can. After you say that, he, once again, just sort of the, the disappointed and just massively confused feeling, again, he doesn't comprehend a single word you just said, and he's massively disappointed in that you answered that way. Just complete, ugh, almost disgust, even. And as you kind of scoop up Meek, he sort of breaks out of whatever stupor he was in, kind of like, as you pick him up. And upon lifting him, you feel just this wave just emanate uh, from me, just sadness, happiness. It, it, it's every emotion imaginable, and then some. A spectrum of feeling never 
you could presume never felt before. Um, we do know other alien species, of course, can see and hear and speak in different ways that humans cannot comprehend. But you are not human, Aldris. So this feeling is unique to you. It is special. You don't know if Mika's sharing it with you on purpose or an accident. You have no idea. But you two sink. This freeform chaos emanating from the weaver in front of you almost bounces off whatever the hell you two are experiencing right now. You can very much hear and feel him still. But you are not on the same wavelength. And the two of you just rock it out of here, basically? I mean, basically. I want to give him the middle finger and say, screw you and screw your initiative. I'm out of here. Once again, just, just, just disappointment. The eyes gaze upon you, Aldris and Meek, once again paying no attention to your, your compatriots. He doesn't lash out. He doesn't attack. But you can just hear this cacophony of voices. Just confusion. Just, he can't... He doesn't mean that. No, he'll, he'll, he'll follow through. Yes, of, co- of course. Yes, he will definitely do that. Yes, of course he will. And he's doing it now, right? No, he's not. He's lying to you. And just all these voices, all at once, just overlapping, and all these emotions, and the further and further you get away, they fade and they fade and they fade. And it is almost like something broke in him. And this wrongness just dissipates as you're all able to kind of uh, jet up. Georgiana, you're able to reconstitute yourself enough that you don't permanently need help moving around. Your head is still splitting, but for that moment, you almost felt like you just blipped out of existence. It was it was that bad pain beyond just anything. Wait, so is the pain lesser now? It's lesser, but it's enough that you can still move around. You are professionals, after all. All right. You don't you don't need help standing. I'll put it that way. Do I still have a bubble around my head? Very much so. Yes. To be clear, ah! Georgiana. <laughs> to be clear, Georgiana, that feeling, the splitting headache, was instant. And intense, but it is indeed just damage like for now, and then it slowly dials itself down. You can still feel it, and it's still awful, but it's it's dialed down enough that you can control yourself now. It took maybe like a minute though. I'm still gonna cling to Liam. He's 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 holding you tight. He's very panicked. He's worried. He has no idea what's wrong with you because you can't say anything. Uh, he sees Ryder is fine, so he's like, "What the hell?" He did something to both of you, but only it really affected Georgiana. So he, you can tell he's panicking, but he's trying his absolute hardest to. You know, get you guys out of here, uh, along with Aldris's like whoosh. And with that, as you guys are, he's a keeper. As you guys are jetting, Aldris, you guys can hear the the wind and the force of Aldris kind of whoosh, uh, with me as he catches up to you guys. How close is uh, the Kabuto to me? If you guys are boosting upward, it is going to take you legitimately probably five minutes of flight to get out of this cave. But you do not think you're being followed. You guys are pretty deep in here. Let me know when I get to the Kabuto because I'm trying. I'm trying to do something on there. Okay. As you are flying up further and further. Uh, Aldris, are you assisting the captain with his little helmet problem? Uh, yes. Okay. The helmet problem. The uh, helmet problem. <laughs> nice way to put it. Go ahead and roll me some lore. In the panic to get out, this whirlwind, effectively, that's around Ryder is not going away. As you try to focus to unravel it, it's nice. it's not it's not wanting to go. It is it is like stuck to his head. Uh, and as you guys are getting out and getting out, uh, Ryder, I can ask you to do another physique check. You need to beat A3. Reroll to get the same result. Let's go. All right. You, you tied it. Excellent. This boy be picking the, the stats that we suck at today. You're, you're, you're getting up. You're getting up. And as you guys go uh, further and further up, Ryder begins to slow against his will as he is very much running out of air. I'll try to, like, pull him with me while I'm trying to get rid of it. Okay. Again. Again. All right. Excellent. I'll ask Ryder one last time to make a physique roll. You need to be to four this time. What? You're running out of air, dude. Going up. Oh, no. All oh, right. No. 
Just take two shifts of damage. Physical. Good thing I'm holding on to him. You black out for half a moment, but fortunately, Aldris is holding on to you, Ryder. Uh, that would have been very dangerous if you were jetting upward in a completely pitch black cave and kind of just <laughs> <laughs> stopped going up. <laughs> That'd be awful. Uh, fortunately, Al, you do black out for only a moment. Uh, Aldris is holding you tightly, and he's uh, able to unravel this whirlwind, this bubble on your head. And you're seemingly safe. You're free. The the uh, air down the here is bubble, is the hmm? bubble disappears from my head, and I'm just yeah. like, Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> you finally get fresh air. It's 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 a little dingy down here, but it's better than breathing your own air. <laughs> it's it's cool initially. And as you guys get him while I'm in his bird boy arms and be like, you're lucky I studied the art of breathing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys ascend and ascend and ascend, and eventually you are at the mouth of the cave with lots of confused folk because you guys are absolutely panicking out of here. They leave you to all the room that you need, and the Kabuto is just is just there waiting, and they're all looking at like, what's going on? We trust you guys, but what? But the ship is probably on high alert with guns out, right? Oh yeah. There's 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 lights like searching around. There's there's guns out. Uh, the oh, man. the dock is open. It's ready for you guys to jump in and then like, hop into your mechs and go to combat mode once again. The people here trust you, so they're like, uh, "Is this war? What are we doing?" I'll just tell them to uh, not go deeper into the cave than they have before, and then I want to go to help Georgiana, like bring her to a medic bay or something in a, in the Cabotone. Are we are we all on the Cabotone now? If you choose to be, yes. Okay. Yeah. I instantly start uploading stuff to my private files. Aldris and Liam are going to bring Gigi to a medic bay, and I'm just going to get in the captain's seat and kind of direct course to the second location. The copy whips itself around and begins to head towards Rod. Fortunately, some of you aren't hurt too badly, uh, but one of you is indeed in quite a bit of pain. As Liam and Aldris sort of get you to uh, the medic chamber, while it's uh, autopiloting going mm-hmm. to Rod, uh, I'm going to bust into the medic chamber where Aldris, Gigi, and Liam are. Aldris! What? What in Sam Hale was that thing? <laughs> I do not like creatures that I cannot hurt because that is no bueno. That makes me look like I don't know what I'm doing. And everything that me and Gigi threw at it was just like, nope. Well, I don't know what to tell you, but right now that's not the main issue. Gigi's kind of in a lot of pain. Yeah, we can worry about that later. I'm going to punch in on the Kabuto to start the uh, healing for Gigi. Alrighty, during this time, the healing unit has been attempting to help Gigi, as is Liam and Aldris. You guys are doing your absolute best. Uh, but I won't ask a roll from you because the information coming back from the Kabuto is all well, negative. It's saying initially that Georgia isn't damaged at all. She has sustained no injuries. I mean, she, she, she got bumped against the wall, but that's about it. So it's all mental? It's definitely there. And the Kabuto, if you have a splitting headache, like normally you, this has happened in the past because you guys do go out partying and drinking quite frequently. <laughs> Sometimes Maybe. we overindulge. That's fine. Sometimes we forget our, our, our pre-game medicine and post-game medicine. It's fine. Um, that the Kabuto is here to maybe sneak it into your water. And <laughs> if you choose to drink water, sometimes you just wake up and, you know, more alcohol will just make the alcohol go away, right? That's how that works. Yeah, yeah, that's how it yeah. works. Two positives make me feel good. Yay. It's sensing nothing. Normally you can sense that. So if you're feeling unwell, whether it be like heart... So in that sense, like, you know, heartbeat, uh, brain waves, it's sensing that Georgiana thinks she's in pain. And to be clear, you very much have this, this consequence. It, it is 100% actually there. But for some reason, it's unable to give you an answer on how to fix it. 
I mean, if magic put it there, can magic make it go away? Yeah, I was going to ask if I can, like, try to reverse what he did. Oh, please go ahead. Give it your best. All right. You need to roll a six. Oh, my God. Yes, exactly. Easy. <laughs> Easy game. Okay. It is currently in recovery mode. I will say Mr. Aldris, looking into Georgiana's head as she lays back and relaxes. Oh, she's the best. As you kind of focus on her, you, you, you've helped with some wounds before. A lot of superficial cuts, things like that. Nothing too crazy. And you can kind of soothe their headaches normally. Initially, before you touch this, you kind of know that there's no way I can fix this. How bad she looked, there's no way. If, it, if it's a regular headache, it's be incredibly difficult. Just magic probably can't fix it. But you see something upon closer inspection. As you focus on her head, there's almost like these like tiny... They're not actually there, but in your mind's eye, you can see them. And as Meek gets closer to you and sort of nuzzles against your leg, you can feel his worry for Georgiana. And as he does get closer and you focus, you can like see these tiny needles of light that are like wriggling out of her head. And they're like covering her forehead. They're like some are pierced in her eyes. They're everywhere. And I don't know if this makes you panic initially because it does look like her face is just covered in needles, but she doesn't see them and they're not physically there. And upon realizing they're there and knowing what they are, you can remove them, probably. And you feel like this this would assist Georgiana. And with how high you rolled, I will let you do what you will do, Mr. Alt. I just slowly, I wouldn't actually be physically touching them because they're not really there, but there's like little uh, spectral hands just like ripping out needles that then just disappear half a second later. But everyone can see them as they come out. Excellent. Mental image. Thank you. Awesome. I love it. (laughs) After you love needles in your face. (laughs) (laughs) After he finishes doing this to Regiana, you instantly feel better. Still hurts. Still dull ache, but it is so much better. I'll just as an angel. <laughs> For a moment, the light behind him just kind of like, oh. <laughs> and with that, you're all headed to uh, the new location. Uh, between scenes, I cleared all your guys' physical and mental stress. So we're good and set there. If I am mentally sound, mm-hmm. I do have a question for Meek. Okay. For Meek? Yeah. Yeah. Can I create a program, sort of like the Universal Translator, to decipher? Meek sounds. <laughs> Roll me craft as a uh, Georgiana is getting depinned, be cushioned. Wait, let me uh, re-roll since I haven't used any of my fate points. Sounds good. Just kidding. Nice. I might as well use another one. <laughs> nice. That's how we do. There All it right. is. Okay. The actual Nara has come into the room. We killed the first two clones. <laughs> she tripped a couple times. <laughs> While crafting, she just ate shit. Everyone's like, what is she doing? There's nothing to trip on. <laughs> I'm like, uh, don't look at me. <laughs> About your eyes. All right, so uh, what does this little translator device look like? Looks like a collar. Uh, you, excellent. I was, I was expecting a collar. Okay. It, you affix a collar you to... Were? I was, yeah. So, it, look, look so at that it, go, it goes over his little, his little voice box. Yeah. Uh, is, is this meant to translate the, the meeps specifically? Meep. Yeah, just the meeps. Uh, while um, you're working you know, on this. You know, this is the demo version. Yeah. Well, I, if it works on Meek, I'll try a better version okay. for everybody. While, while, while you're working on that, uh, to test it, Georgia had a question for me. So, uh, Meek. He turns to look at you. Do you know how Ghost was born? He doesn't really respond. He can just... So I kind of like 
imagined him and he just kind of like came into existence. So you have bird people in you, right? Can you imagine one of them and just like spit it out? Spit out a person? A, ba- a, a baby bird, just a little bird. Uh, like a bird like Aldris or a bird like a bird? A, a, a bird like Aldris, you know, can you make a mini version of him? Meek looks to Aldris and he makes a few of his cute little like noises, but they just come through as just maybe they're a little deeper, like but they don't translate into any spoken word. Uh, looking to you, though, Aldris, you, nobody else feels something pulse from me. And it's sort of confusion as to the question that Georgiana asked. Maybe a little bit of sadness that he knows he probably can't do that. Yeah, it's worth a try. I'll just look at Georgiana and shake my head. Damn it. <laughs> I, was hope- I was hoping we could birth some new bird people into this world. Don't give up, me. Keep trying, and I'll pat his head. He knows into your hand. He, he definitely seems uh, very happy. Uh, of course, what just happened was a bit a bit much, but he doesn't seem <laughs> just dissu- a bit. He doesn't seem dissuaded. Uh, he, he gives you a little extra attention. Normally, Meek is very much attached to Aldris, uh, but he's, he's nuzzling you a lot, Georgiana, and he's trying to make you feel better because he, he's aware that you were like attacked. Oh, I'll hug him. He cannot hug back, but his ears like loop. And, and, and then I'll hug my babe. Those hugs back. And Liam is very lonely. He's like, why is that? No, my babe is Liam. <laughs> I know. <laughs> How dare you make him lonely, you monster. As you're petting Meek and, and giving Liam a hug, Liam hugs you back and he's like, wow, I'm glad we haven't forgotten about anyone. And just around the corner, there's just like seething <laughs> eyes as this white fluff ball moves slowly around the corner away from you. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> I'll, I'll apologize to him later. Probably with food. Or something yeah, def- of that variety. Definitely with food. All right, since, since we're going to pause here, do you have you guys have any questions that are immediately in your minds that you wish to ask? How do I kill the alien? Any questions <laughs> you know you can get an answer to? <laughs> um, How do I kill the alien? <laughs> we can work on that one. I want to take all the information that I got from like the goggles and the scanning and stuff that was going on while Aldrich was talking. I want to input it into my database. And see if any of it matches any, like, if there's any threads that we can connect to any of the other information that we already have. Does that make sense? Definitely. So as you're doing that, you sort of realize that while everything was recorded and you got the information you wanted, your, like, local hard drive space for scanning the device across the room filled up way faster than it should have. The amount of data. Now, I, I will say this before you go, shit. It's almost like the same information. So imagine the alphabet just uh-huh. thousands of times. But oh that initial God. that initial alphabet, if you will, is huge. It, it, it's information nested in information, nested in information, nested in information times not infinity. There's a very clear start and end to whatever the hell this was. But it but is it's huge. It's gargantuan, just completely unwieldy to the point where it doesn't mean nothing. This isn't useless. Clearly, all data has a purpose, and it was repeated, so like, there's a clear pattern. I'll put it this way. The, looking at all the data that filled up your, your pad, and this is in the far future. We already have, well, I don't know, past terabyte. But we already have like crazy storage now. You could store a data like notepad document on a modern computer, and it could have, I don't know what the number is, but like quintillion, bergillion letters, and it wouldn't fill up a, a, a terabyte, a multi-terabyte hard drive, obviously. Will so whatever I this is, is insane. To... Do I know how big the files are? Like how 
how much does not fit on my current hard drive. Uh, so I'll, I'll put it this way. The hard drive that was on like the data pad that was scanning it, uh, this uh-huh. sequence played out once, twice, and then like the first third again. So you know it does repeat. This whole sequence uh, did play out two times. And there, it's, the first That's... and second sequence are exactly the same. But like I said, they are gargantuan. I'm going to have to figure out a code or something. Yeah, so realistically, you to, could sort just to the, break the, it down and sort it. Yeah, and you could definitely like get a code to do that. And you could take that first part and store it somewhere locally on the ship. And the ship has more than enough hard drive space for that. You, you, that's uh, what especially I'd you, like Nara, you're to good. Do yeah. Then once we break, like that's what I want Nara to be doing Perfect. after she deals with the the meek thing, like the demo box, mm-hmm. <laughs> the demo voice box, Universal Translator. But I want, like, that's I want her to be focusing on that. Then we all shall right. go ahead and pause there. Uh, like I mentioned before, you guys have all the time in the world to think about it, but you technically have four stunts. Uh, like I mentioned, if you need help coming up with one, we can brainstorm together. Your mild consequence, Nara, I am removing it. Uh, yours, okay. Georgiana. I was going to ask if it, how long it was going to take for the last uh, person to go away. So it, it's gone on this session because it was here last session. Uh, yours, Georgiana, okay. while it is cured, so no one can use it against you. Um, it's going to sit there for a couple sessions. My migraine? The migraines there for a couple sessions, yeah. And then, then it'll right. go away. But it is cured, so you don't need to worry about it getting worse, and you don't need to worry about healing it. It is, for all intents and purposes, healed. Uh, it, it's just going to take up that slot for, I forgot how long it's supposed to, but until I feel like it needs to go away. Because I think the official <laughs> answer is really long, and that feels a bit much. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. You'll, you'll know when it's gone, don't worry. Or we can remove it if you maybe have some fun downtime with a certain someone. Ghost. <laughs> anyway. He's he's, he's 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 good for petting. Hint, hint. Any hoots. <laughs> we'll go yeah. ahead and pause there, and next week we shall go to the living planet of Rod. We'll see you there. <laughs>